0: The magic dragon lived by the sea, and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanalea. Actually, Hanalea, or Hanalee, but definitely not Hanalee. Welcome, birders. This is Ed Pullen, your host on the Bird panther Podcast, recording this from Papa'a, Kauai, where I'm staying in a condo called the Ponakai Resort about halfway up the east coast of Kauai. The rainy side. And it's lived up to its rainy side reputation. We've had rain here almost, well certainly every day and good parts of every day. Sometimes drizzly, sometimes torrential downpours. We have had some big lightning shows at night uh, and sometimes quite nice and sunny, always breezy, but a really a very pleasant trip if you don't expect to live in a desert. And the wet side of Kauai is definitely no desert. Although I'm troll, the east side is, and the trips I've made to the east side, it has definitely been sunnier and drier. This trip was really not uh, primarily a birding trip, but I've had pretty good chances to get out birding. And I have to say, uh, Hawaii birding this trip has pretty much lived up to my expectations from the couple of times I've been here before. I came to Maui in 1992 and Kaua'i In in 2003. And both times I had trouble finding birds. It is not easy to find birds, really not easy to find the endemic, the endemics that live in the high elevation forests And I've had no chance to get to those this trip. The roads have been muddy and essentially inaccessible with probably most vehicles, but certainly with my uh, two-wheel drive sedan not happening this trip. But I've gotten around the lower elevation areas uh, on the east, uh, south, and a little bit on the west side of Kauai and had some pretty good birding. The list will seem pathetic. I started my uh, Hawaii trip with a life list on eBird of 20 species. Uh, And right now it stands at 41. So I've only seen 21 new species in several days here. Uh, But I really haven't had that many misses uh, for birds I thought I would see. By far the most disappointing miss is red-tailed tropic bird. I had hoped to find red-tailed tropic bird on two separate visits, a quick visit and a a couple of hour visit uh, to the lighthouse area at Kilauea, but no luck with that. Lots of beautiful white-tailed tropic birds, no red-tailed. The trip uh, started out at the airport at Maui. I had about an hour-long, I think 55-minute layover in Maui, and I managed to see a house sparrow and a common mina uh, hopping around the runway from the windows inside the airport. And uh, as I learned from research before the trip, I think primarily I found out this on the Audubon Society of Hawaii website, that the two most common species found throughout the islands are common mina and zebra dove. And I have to say, they have not disappointed. There are a few lists that I've made on eBird that don't have common mina and zebra dove. A couple of things surprise me about common mina though. How big it is, it's a pretty good sized bird. The zebra dove is a tiny dove, six or seven inches, I think. And when you see the two together on a lawn, uh, the the uh, mina just seems quite a lot bigger. And also when you see mina fly, it's got a, quite an unusual flight. Now those of you who see starlings in flight, see them, and, and they have, although they have a short triangular wings and a short tail, minas fly oddly. They seem to flap their wings really quickly, but they don't elevate their wings very high when they fly. They come up to about even with the body and a powerful downstroke and very rapidly do that, say so they look kind of clunky in flight. But they zip around pretty well and seem to be, it services them well. They're thriving here in Hawaii. And the zebra doves are cute little doves. You hear them all over the place calling. And it's, it's really, you just can't go outside without seeing them. The other bird that's everywhere though is much cooler. Pacific golden plovers are just all over the place here on Kauai. Uh, I've seen them in places. I've seen them on rooftops, I've seen them on chimneys, I've seen them on golf courses, anywhere there's grass, I've seen them on roads, and, you know, in the middle of roads and in sidewalks, just about anywhere you look, you have a good chance of seeing a Pacific golden plover. And they are really nice birds when the sun's out, that gold color is spectacular and they have been really fun. I've wondered what the par for Uh, for Pacific Golden Plovers on the nice golf courses here. Whether you see more Golden Plovers per hole than you're supposed to take shots or not, I'm guessing the Plovers lose that if low score wins uh, in golf. I bet there are more... I bet most golfers, even even not very good golfers, if they were looking very hard, would see more Pacific Golden Plovers than it took them strokes to get around the course. They're pretty prevalent here. Golden Plovers have a great story, Pacific Golden Plovers. They are our shorter-winged plovers, the shorter migrants, shorter distant migrants, compared to our American Golden Plovers, which go all the way down far south in South America. Pacific Golden Plovers have the shorter migration migration uh, Uh, to Hawaii, seems like that's an awfully long ways. But uh, anyway, uh, they worked their way from Alaska to Hawaii, and uh, they are all over the place here. So that's been really enjoyable to see them. That's been good. I got here, started my trip in the airport at Maui, and by the time I got to Kauai, it was dark. Uh, So really didn't bird anymore on Saturday. Sunday got up early and discovered a really nice eBird hotspot, literally right in front of the condo that I'm staying. Staying at the Ponakai Resort, Uh, and uh, right in front of it is the south end of the Kapa'a Beach State Park, the Kapa'a Beach State Park, which uh, runs a four-mile path along what used to be the Sugar Train Railway. Uh, That's another Rails to Trails uh, uh, program, Uh, and when they took out that uh, railway, they made it into a nice paved uh, walkway, bikeway, along the ocean, so it goes right along the coast for four miles on the east coast of Kauai starting at Kapaa town. And very nice walk. I got uh, just a few species there. Uh, did manage to get a couple of lifers on my first walk out there. I got White Rump Sharma, a really cool bird, and quite prevalent at many places in Hawaii I'm told, uh, along with what else did I get that was new there? Uh, I think that was pretty much the only lifer for me on that first morning walk. But I did learn when I looked at that hot spot that John Gatchett from Washington is the number one e-birder on the Kapa'a Beach State Park hotspot. He has, I think, 23 species. And I thought, oh, I'll get more than 23 species. Got ahead of a church. I think I'm up to 13 or 14. Uh, it's been a struggle. He uh, was here in the spring, and I'm hoping he got more species because it's easier to find a few of the shorebirds and things he got in the spring because... Either that or he's a heck of a lot better birder than I am because I am not finding too much here. But it's been a fun place to take a walk and a great place to go. That Sunday we also got up to, and I'm going to butcher some of these Hawaiian names, but I'm going to try, the Opaikas Falls Overlook, where we had really nice looks at the falls, but no new birds. And then farther south along Highway 50, we pulled out at a scenic outlook. Uh, that looked like just a great place to just have a look and see some scenery and I quickly spotted white-tailed tropic birds soaring and zipping along the canyon walls, very cool. Uh, And we also got nice looks at rose ring parakeet, which was a new Hawaii species for me. The parakeets are fairly widespread, although I haven't seen them a whole lot this trip. White-tailed tropic birds, it seems like anywhere on this part of Kauai that you get a look at some cliff sides that are not too far from the ocean or not too far from the big mountain canyons, you get white-tailed tropic birds. I've seen those a number of times and they are really fun to see, tropic birds of any sort of fun to see. And white-tailed, they're just very elegant, beautiful flyers and really fun. Got some nice vistas there and managed to fend off the domestic jungle fowl that are just everywhere here. Uh, Monday, I headed out by myself, left Marion to explore Kapa'a town and I fought rain most of the morning. It was a tough morning of birding. Uh, the first place I went to was a Huliia National Wildlife Refuge. Uh, couldn't really get access to that, birded around the edges, and the rain was just, it was really raining heavily. I got uh, from my first look at warbling white eyes. You may have expected me to see, say Japanese white eyes, but apparently Japanese white eye has been lumped with mountain white eye after some genetic studies in 2018. And so now the two species, mountain white eye and Japanese white eye are warbling white eye. So I got warbling white eye from my Alaska, from my Alaska, from my Hawaii list. Uh, I tried to find the reservoirs around Kaloa, could not find those at all, but stumbled into a cool birding farmland area. You can check my eBird list lists if you want and find out just where that was. I was semi-lost at the time trying to find my way back to Highway 50 from looking for the reservoirs and got a nice look at Chinese wami, uh, my only one of the trips so far, and beautiful looks at an adult male white rump shamer with a really long tail and just spectacular uh, bird. Uh, photos have been harder to come by here, but I'll uh, put up a blog post on uh, birdbanner.com and i'll put some photos on that with some of the birds that i've seen so you can check that out there on the on the rest of that day i went up to the salt pond state park maybe my favorite uh, shorebird spot of the trip uh, salt pond state park is a place where they harvest salt water to make salt sea salt and it's just past the south tip of the island headed towards the east side it's a big open wetlands area where the sea salts harvest and has a lot nice muddy habitat. So I got several wandering tattler, ruddy turnstone, lots of black necked stilts, the Hawaiian race of blackneck stilts, and of course lots of Pacific golden plovers. A brown burb a brown burby. Brown booby was working way, well offshore, and there were two species of dabbling ducks, a northern shoveler and northern pintail. And when I finished there around noon it was starting to boil. Uh, so I decided to head back for the pool and some lunch. So I called it a day at noon, uh, when it was clear that I was not gonna be able to continue uh, around the east side and get up into the Koka'i, uh, Koka'i State, Far- State Park and do some highland birding uh, because the roads were just gonna be inaccessible. Tuesday, we had planned to take a helicopter ride, but it was raining so hard the trip was canceled. I had only slightly mixed feelings about this. I had, on my previous trip to Kauai, taken a helicopter ride with Kay, and oh, it was really difficult. The, the diesel fumes were tough and I just fought nausea and basically tried not to get sick the whole trip. So I uh, called this my good karma, got my, uh, got my money back and bailed on that. So we headed for the dry side of the island and had a nice stop at the Kawa'ili Wildlife Sanctuary which is a really nice sanctuary. It's only been there for a few years, but got my first Hawaiian coots and the Hawaiian race of common gallinule, first mockingbird of the trip. Got nice looks at Nene and Black-Crowned heron there too. So that was a really nice stop. And uh, the rest of the day, we made some swimming stops and didn't do a lot of birding. Wednesday, we scheduled a bus ride around the island. And it was kind of fun to do that. Uh, Learned some stories uh, and got... uh, one stop was at uh, Hanalea and learned uh, about how to pronounce Hanalea. I think I remember how to pronounce Hanalei. Anyway, certainly not Hanalee, which is how Peter, Paul, and Mary pronounced it, but did get a chance to get pointed out to us the dragon, which is the crest of the mountaintops uh, east of there. Anyway, got a nice Stopped there, stopped at the Kilauea Lighthouse where got to see the white tailed uh, tropic birds and lots and lots of red footed boobies. Really nice, uh, nice, nice birding there. Uh, the rest of the day was mostly just uh, looking around the island and learning some of the culture and different things. Had a good time doing that, although I'm not totally sold on these guided trips. They are a nice way to explore an area. So I, I don't feel badly about doing it. Uh, the next day we went back to the Kilauea Lighthouse, that was today, we went back to the Kilauea Lighthouse hoping to get red-tailed Tropic Bird and wedge-tailed Shearwater. Those were the really the two birds I most hoped to see on this trip and biffed again on red-tailed Tropic Bird. They were just not around. I could not find one anywhere. spent a couple of hours looking uh, and also did a, quite a bit of time doing a sea watch thinking maybe I'd get a wedge-tailed Shearwater zooming by the tip of the island but nothing, not a Shearwater of any sort. Got to see really nice looks at a at Sands Albatross, uh, both flying out over the ocean and several uh, roosting in under the pine trees. Had my scope today and got a much better look than I had had yesterday when I was saved just with binos. Uh, so finally I talked to the ranger at the lighthouse station and she told me that there's little chance of finding a shearwater out over the ocean, that I'd have to find a chick in the nest if I was going to do that, and that they were largely fledged and were gone, but she thought there might be still a few around it. The way to find them was to walk the paved paths uh, on the way up to the lighthouse area, looking for scree on the pavement. And if you saw scree on the pavement, look closely around there for uh, a burrow with a chick. And so we walked and we found a little scree here and there and looked in the bushes, looked in the bushes. And finally, right behind the pay station, there were three or four quite fresh uh, blobs of scree right on the side of the walkway. I thought, Ooh, this looks good. And so we walk over there, we look around and we look around, and we're not seeing them. And all of a sudden, I look down, about a foot from the pavement is a burrow and a chick looking right out at me, literally about a foot and a half from my face. Really cool. Got to look at that. Uh, I'll put some uh, iPhone photos up of that on. Uh, the blog post. So I think that was really cool. So I got my life wedge tailed shearwater, missed on red tail tropic bird, but another really nice day. The last stop of the day was the Honolulu Wildlife Refuge. Uh, big wetlands where I got to see Hawaiian ducks and my first scaly breasted mooney of the trip, uh, and lots of good looks at uh, black ground night heron, again, lots more Pacific golden plovers. And just a nice variety of water birds there. So that's a really nice place. If you're up at the Kilauea Lighthouse, you definitely go a few miles further down the road to the Hanalea National Wildlife Refuge and check out that too. So, although I've had some rain and some wind and a little bit of a struggle, getting a large list of birds here from my uh, Kauai trip, I have to say that is a first world problem when you go to Hawaii in the winter and get away from the Puget Sound. Rain and cold, uh, it makes for an enjoyable time. I'm having a great time. Uh, I thought I'd finish up with just a few stories that I learned yesterday uh, when I was on the... Is it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday when I took the bus ride around the island. Uh, The guide for the trip was quite uh, colorful and uh, told a lot of stories. Uh, And some of the stories were... Maybe worth mentioning in a brief way. For me, by far the most interesting story our guide talked about was the homesteading program. Native Hawaiians, if they can prove that they're more than 50% uh, by blood uh, heritage pure Native Hawaiians, uh, are eligible to get a homestead uh, on the island of Kauai. Uh, and they have homesteads there that are on long term leases. And if you qualify for a homestead, you get for a dollar a year uh, a plot of land and can build your home in that plot of land. And our guide had been uh, on his homestead for many years and his mother was on her homestead there. And so it's a pretty cool cool concept. Uh, He explained that they can do that. Uh, as opposed to simply have a reservation because there are so few Native Hawaiians remaining. Uh, Diseases essentially wiped out the majority of Hawaiians after Europeans arrived. Uh, Diseases were rampant, and there was little to no immunity in the Native Hawaiians. Uh, Diseases like smallpox, chickenpox, uh, syphilis, other sexually transmitted infections, uh, and tuberculosis were prevalent among the sailors and uh, rapidly spread throughout the Hawaiian population and the populations were decimated. Uh, so much so uh, that uh, the once the Europeans took over and controlled a lot of the land, there were very few Native ha- Hawaiians to work on the land. And immigrants from many places uh, came to the islands, uh, China, Germany, Japan, uh, I forget, he named seven countries that the majority of the immigrant uh, workers came from. And uh, so the, the now uh, Hawaiian population uh, is quite a boiling, quite a melting pot of various uh, various ethnicities. Uh, Native Hawaiians, not the highest among them. Uh, so I thought that was kind of an interesting story. But I had a good time on that trip. I had really good time birding, and I hope you've had a good time listening. So. Until next time, aloha and good birding, good day. I thought I'd leave y'all with a good laugh. Aloha.